0: The gig pod. I think all the concerns that we have, obviously, being that middle tier, are very valid,
1: considering just how much we benefited from playing teams of a higher calibre going into our qualifiers.
0: Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Everless shave, Magnificent Mo. It's Vera Powell, the Republic of Ireland Women's National Team Manager, joins us on the line this morning. Morning, Vera, how are things?
1: Good morning. I'm well. Thank you. A bit tired, but well.
0: I can imagine. I can imagine. You had a long, long evening. Uh, we we heard from Louise Quinn there during the outbreak. 100th cap, a centurion and a goal to match as well for her. Uh, remarkable achievement for Louise and wh- what a leader I'm sure she is in that squad.
1: She is. And she's not the one who is uh, uh, in front of the group, but she's always in the middle of the group. Uh, she's a phenomenal person, a fantastic football player, and uh, the way that she can focus is, is just an example for everybody. And um, whatever is around her, she can focus on her game and she's always there for everybody. But on the pitch in her task, uh, she never, she, she, she never fails. She never fails in her basic task. So, um, she has shared a lot of her memories with the youngsters. And, um, I think that that is invaluable. Um, and I'm so happy for her that, uh, uh, at this very special moment, she could score her first goal with her with her feet, actually, because usually she scores with her head. She's one of our twin towers. <laughs> and um, yeah, she's a, a big threat heading, but now she got her, her goal with her feet.
0: Yeah, it was great to see her score the feet for, for yeah. once. <laughs> she's, she for of her. Good. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure she's, yeah. she's absolutely buzzing and great, great for her family and friends as well. Uh, yeah. Fantastic achievement. Um, so the 4-0 win, Vera, uh, I, I know, look, Morocco were a team uh, a, a lot further down in the, the rankings than, than the Republic of Ireland. But how, how do you feel ultimately about the, the performance itself? Because you started so brightly in the game and then there was that kind of lull between those two goals and the, and the other two goals.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely right. Um, if you've been at, at such, a, such a high last month um, and you see each other, you always have um, uh, a fallback. That is natural. Um, You cannot have the same tension as um, during those playoffs. Uh, So I was extremely proud the way we started. But then um, it went, probably it surprised us that we were playing so well. And um, a few players were starting to do different things, running out of the position, going to the other side of the pitch. Um, and then there comes one or two passes that they cannot give because the positioning, the, the team organization is not completely right. Hesitation comes in. And from that moment, uh, the, the Morocco players, um, smelt a chance, uh, to take over the game with uh, some rough play. <laughs> and uh, we were not, sorry, we were not uh, protected for that. That's not an excuse because you will meet this at the World Cup also
0: that's the thing like that some of that rough play i mean you're probably quite used to certain players like Denise O'Sullivan and Katie McKay becoming targets of teams like that when they're trying to pinpoint the the playmakers and the really dangerous players they're going to pinpoint those 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 players but it's probably a good good lesson for the girls as well in that you know the, the, getting used to playing really hardened uh, feisty teams like that can only be good for the world cup
1: yeah and especially to um, to be able to keep your own standard up if we would have kept our own standard up, they didn't even uh, w- wouldn't even have had a chance to get to us. So uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, so so they were they were actually putting it on the, themselves. Mm. And uh, yeah, we have spoken about that at halftime. It went better in the second half, but yeah, they they, they the the, the Moroc- Moroccan players just came out um, to get to get after us. Um, and again, sometimes you need a little bit of protection. Uh, the yellow card of Katie McCabe was just a block. So uh, it's unbelievable that all the other challenges were not sanctioned and a block um, is then getting a, a, a yellow card. It wasn't even a foul. Uh, but that is that is life that can happen at World Cup too and you should not get provoked by it.
0: Of course, and she had some stud marks on her, I understand, Katie, after the game as well. Yeah.
1: In the first half, um, the, the first moment that she got really angry, uh, she said they stood deliberately on her arm. She said I could have broken my arm, and you could see the studs on her on her arm.
0: Is that, is that something that you're going to chat to the to, to the team about as well in advance of the World Cup? Like I guess even though Katie did very well not to not to properly react in the World Cup, that's going to be so <coughs> important. You're going to have you know other teams trying to wind you up. You can't react because if you if you end up getting a player sent off or or suspended for a, for another game in the group. That's when you you know get into trouble.
1: Yeah, especially uh, uh, the the moments that you don't expect it. And um, Nigeria can be like that. The other teams do not have the intention, uh, but Nigeria we know that they're very physical and very on the ball and very on your ankles. So you have to be prepared for it. And in in that sense, it's um, it's been a very good lesson and a very good exercise for us.
0: And you've made the point as well after the game, Vera, which is quite interesting. That you know you get dragged down to a team like Morocco's level for that middle period between the two between the two sets of goals, uh, and that's is that in large part because you've played so many higher ranked teams that you're yeah. used to, you're used to being the underdog and chasing games like that. But all of a sudden, you're playing a match last night where you're the ones having to set the pace and the tempo.
1: Yeah, that is why we put this game now. Uh, we knew that we couldn't be playing our best game but we agreed with each other. Every single one is going into it and trying to play your best game ever. That's the only way you can do. So we started fantastically. Um, And then... um, It's more like a surprise, like, hey, we can play. And what I said, and a few step out of, and and that is because we're not used to having the ball more than the the opponent, Um, step out of your your basic task, out of your role, uh, because they think we can do more here, um, which is then actually less, and uh, it breaks the teamwork. So that's a huge lesson, and that is why we play these games now.
0: Really, really lovely moment seeing Avian Clancy coming off the bench uh, to, to to get her get her debut, and a really special moment for everyone at Wexford Youth, but also back home in, in in Limerick. I'm sure for her as well. So that's something that I'm sure you'll, you'll be keen to do is keep loading these new young players, especially ahead of the World Cup.
1: Yeah, and and Avian has a special quality. She's hardly losing the ball. Um, re- she really need to get it in a in a. Too crowded situation with all players around her, would she ever lose it and usually she doesn 't even lose it then either, What she needs to learn is to is to play on the higher pressure and the only way to learn it is to be put in the games when possible um, she's one of um yeah for, of one of our high talented players and we've seen everybody. we had a closed door game on Friday um we started with 11 different players so every single player here has played um at least 45 minutes if not uh, 90 minutes
0: okay so you're getting the the game time in like do you expect when you're looking ahead to the world cup next year very do you expect many changes to the to the kind of core squad that, that qualified is there are there opportunities there for for maybe a few players to to stake their claim and get into the the reckoning
1: yeah, a team is, is never fixed. It's always developing and it's always getting to the point that the the cutoff date and at that moment the best players will be selected. Uh, there's a few players knocking on the door with Irish passports. Uh, we're looking into that. Uh, but they really have to be better than what we have because this this group has qualified, uh, and if it's equal level, then of course this group has uh, has the the advantage. But if a player is really strengthening the team, it is a World Cup, it is elite sport, it is top sport. Um, then of course, um, of course, we will bring her in.
0: One area that uh, surely is not of any concern whatsoever is, is keeping clean sheets at the Mendeveira because a sixth in a row for for Courtney Brosnan last night. I think the Swedish game maybe was the last time there was a goal conceded. Yeah. Uh, that must that must be really, really pleasing, the fact that you can keep the defence so watertight.
1: Yeah, well, yesterday we also had a little bit of luck in that. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, for my caffeine. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's amazing because... The longer you keep your clean sheet, the more trust we have to make the next step in our development. And the next step in our development is that we need to be able to keep the ball under high pressure. Um, and we need to learn to to keep doing that and to not change our individual plans on the pitch while doing that. And that's related to what I just said earlier. Um And the, the the fact that we could get Morocco and we could play them, we didn't have an awful lot of of choice, to be honest, because it was so late. Eh? Remember, we would not camp now because we had used all our money in June. So a credit to uh, the FAI and our sponsors and everybody involved to make it happen that we could camp and having this opponent. Uh, it's phenomenal because you need to see each other after a high like that. You need to make your next step after a high like that. Under, under the pressure of not being at a high uh, anymore. And um, otherwise we would have had that in February and that's too late. So extremely important camp for us in our preparation towards the World Cup.
0: Uh, a, a second international goal, I think it was, for Kyra Carusa last night as well. Um, and a birthday goal as well, I understand.
1: Yeah, and it was... A, it, It was a fantastic example of what we've been working on uh, for almost two years now, getting the ball free on the wing, um, working it in between the defenders and the goalkeeper. And it was a Kira ball because she's so good in that and to pick it up just in between the uh, defenders and the goalkeeper. Um, Fantastic for her, delight for the team and a perfect example of of the fact that training does pay off.
0: How do you approach between now and and, and February, Vera? Is it time to to get a bit of rest? Is there a little bit of time to, I guess, watch tapes of of the Canadians and the Australians and the Nigerians? Or how how do you plan to spend the next uh, couple of months?
1: Yeah, all all of that, of course. Um, But the key thing will be individual meetings with the the staff and the players. Um, We have set already a plan, but the opponents are not all known yet, so we will send that out to the world as soon as it's ready. Um, but we will have a good winter program for the Irish based players, and um with all the other players, um we set some individual tasks uh and individual programs where needed um but they do go back to the clubs, and most of them are full professionals, so there's not much space to work on that. The thing is that that everybody needs to know where she stands what is her her next goal and what she needs to be working on um, to have the biggest chance to step on that plane to Australia.
0: Must be quite uh, heartening as well to see the, the interest levels in the Women's National League. Uh, here in Ireland at the minute, like you see the, the dramatic end to the title campaign with, with Shells and, and and Wexford and Athlone all, all their thereabouts. Um and then of course that the, the FAI Cup final as well. There's just so much interest. And we've spoken about this before on, on the show, you know, where you, you have the likes of Katie McCabe and Louise Quinn and Denise up on Billboards and you know Sky have done a lot of great things in terms of their publicity as well. But even in terms of the women's National League, those interest levels levels seem to be skyrocketing.
1: Yeah, it comes from, from all angles. Eh? The FAI putting in all the effort to create all the facilities for us. Um, our great sponsor, Sky, who, as you said, is, is so good in visibility and make, make people aware of who we are, what we're doing, what kind of team we are, standing behind us on the, on the difficult moments. Um, and, and creating an atmosphere of, of vibe, of future, of enthusiasm. And, and I think we both fit to each other so well. And then the fans coming out and, and seeing what we're doing and admiring what the players showing on the pitch and what they give back to, to, to the public. I think it's a whole package. The, the clubs that are, that are buzzing and vibing, um, over 5,000 Spectators in Telex Stadium at the cup final is something that we could never dream of. And, um, it's, it's just exploding. The, the, the numbers of girls playing football doubled this year. Mm. It is just amazing. And it's up to us as professionals uh, within the association, together with the clubs, to make sure that all the pathways are, um, are, are created and where there's little gaps to fill that and to use the momentum to make a huge, huge step forward in the infrastructure of our sports. Um, and we're working on that. We have working groups that, um of course, work on the different tasks for the World Cup, but also towards football development and education. And a whole package um is lying on the table. And uh, latterly tomorrow, we have our next uh, meeting about that.
0: Yeah, like we we even spoke to to Joey Malone, the Shelburne uh, assistant manager on the show, building up to that uh, FAI Cup final recently, and he was talking about the the, the need to turn professional and, and and even have compensation, I guess, for for Irish clubs in terms of losing their their best players to to whether it be England or, or America. Uh, it, it's tough for a lot of Irish clubs at the moment that when these really really good players are sold, that there's no compensation like maybe there is in the men's game. So all of these things, I guess, need to be dealt with.
1: Yeah, but that is a, a complete different area, and, and that is there's people in it, the legal part in the in the FAI is taking care of that um, together with the clubs. Mark Scanlon as head of the Leagues of Ireland. Um, those are questions for them because um, I don't know where it stands, I don't know the implications, and I don't know um, how how it, it can be achieved but it is a very valid point that he made because uh, as soon as a talent is just getting a little bit uh, above the average uh, she's pulled away out of the clubs. Uh,
0: finally very you, you must be delighted to see the, the I guess the impact that, that some of those young uh, players coming in like the likes of Abby Larkin uh, someone who you know again has another league title under her belt so they're building up experience she might be so she's so so young and yet uh really really racking up experience at the minute.
1: Yeah, we are very careful with her. As you see, uh, we don't throw her uh, in all kind of situations that she cannot handle yet. Uh, you've seen yesterday how difficult it is and under these these pressures for her but also she, she's so talented and you can only grow by uh, meeting those pressures so we take the opportunity and we let the players uh, grow um, we had six uh, debutants this year only um, let alone the years before so I think this team is just growing and growing and growing getting better and better and better uh, the youth uh, pathway is better uh, we get them in earlier in the elite centers the Development officers are doing a fantastic uh, job um, in in nurturing them. Tom Elms is the one who is keeping everything together at uh, Women's National League and and taking care of the home-based players and the clubs. Um, it is a good structure, uh, and I think that um, with very hard work, uh, it always pays off, and you will always make step forward uh, together but the rate of development that we see now is something that we could only dream of. And let's embrace it, everybody uh, step up uh, a level. Um, and, um, with that, we also get all those uh, major, let's uh, major steps forward for the club and for the league um, that will come in. I'm sure that that will come in. Absolutely.
0: Well, listen, Vera appreciate your time. I know you've had a, you've had a busy uh, number of days over there in uh, Majorca, and, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of Irish fans listening in who are still looking for their tickets and their travel itineraries and details for for, the, for next summer's World Cup. So, congrats on what was a great 2022, and and here's hoping for for some great things over the next uh, 12 months or so.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember, effortless shave, magnificent moods.